today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. There was always this anticipation that uh, that maybe some sort of a deal could be worked out. Let her go home and just drop the charges. Uh, the, whole, the whole thing very much reminded, I, I think, a lot of us of uh, the situation with the two Michaels and the Canadian and Chinese governments. Uh, and we all know, I think we knew at the time, but we certainly knew as, in the passage of time, that the arrest of those two Michaels was basically a political retaliation because of what uh, the Canadian government had done on behalf of the Americans with Meng Wanzhou. So uh, what's happening in this particular situation is uh, she has been sentenced to nine years. Um, there are people are wondering what kind of political influences were involved in that and were the, you know, the, the, the people that were in charge of the trial itself being influenced or maybe even more importantly being told what to do uh, by government officials. Uh, I want to bring our next guest in to talk about this. Uh, professor Earl Brown is a professor of international relations and a senior member in the Mug School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto. Uh, professor, a pleasure to have you back on the program. Thank you so much for the time today. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, as, as we see the, the result in, in the nine-year sentence uh, to, to Ms. Greiner, in in with your opinion and with your expertise in this, Professor, how much of, of, of what's gone on in the last little while was politically motivated as opposed to legally motivated? The court system in Russia is not independent. It is politically controlled, and uh, we should not have been surprised that this would be a political decision. Vladimir Putin uh, has stifled whatever independence there had been uh, in the court systems. Uh, he has used it cynically. And he's doing it right now. The sentence uh, of nine years is close to the maximum, which is 10. And they could be in anything. Uh, they could have let it go. They could have uh, made it 10 years. It is all decided in terms of uh, what is most advantageous for Russia. And supposedly this was uh, either a bargaining chip or it was uh, a message to President Biden from uh, Vladimir Putin, that uh, he is able to uh, inflict pain on the United States. The United States has increased sanctions, but most recently the United States had decided to sanction this woman who's supposed to be the girlfriend of uh, Vladimir Putin, a former gymnast. So this would also be retaliation for that. But it overall tells us something about the Russian system of governance, that this is a dictatorship. And, and with that in mind, as you say, they make all the rules and they decide which ones are going to apply and not apply. Uh, the timing on this is, is, is interesting. I mean, as we mentioned, it was, it was February uh, when Ms. Griner was arrested at that airport, uh, which, of course, is within days of, of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, which, I, as you and I have talked about in the past, Professor, I'm sure Putin thought was going to last four or five days and, and the job would be done. Uh, I don't think anybody anticipated, certainly not Putin himself, that, that this was going to go on as long as it has so far. Uh, but with that frustration and with the sanctions by NATO and the sanctions by G7, and, and frankly, some of the rhetoric from President Biden and other world leaders, was it inevitable that Putin was going to pull a stunt like this with somebody just to, to try to show that he, you know, he has that power too? Britain Ryan is not the only hostage. There are other uh, Americans, so yeah, uh, but she's very high profile. So Vladimir Putin is getting the maximum mileage uh, out of this, and yeah, I think you are correct that uh, 
Putin is uh, very frustrated with not having won in Ukraine. In some ways, this may be a sign of weakness rather than of strength in the case of Vladimir uh, Putin because he is using all kinds of tools uh, since he has not achieved his strategic goal uh, of conquering uh, Ukraine. Uh, he is leveling cities rather than uh, uh, what he claimed uh, would be liberating cities where he would be greeted or Russia Post would be greeted as uh, heroes. Uh, the opposite is happening. He has to uh, use mass artillery to basically destroy cities like Mariupol and others before they're able to take them over. And this is uh, uh, something that shows us uh, a sign of desperation as well as how ruthless Vladimir uh, uh, Putin is, how he is not restrained by any sense of morality, it's certainly not by international law. And uh, in the case of uh, uh, Ms. Greiner, this is just part of that whole pattern of, of behavior, of aggressiveness, of frustration, uh, of ruthlessness and weakness. So it's a combination of many, many emotions. And without getting into any kind of psychological analysis, uh, it is uh, a form of hostage taking. As the two Michael situation was, we were just talking about that before you joined us, Professor, this morning. Uh, and you know, we understand the political ramifications. In other words, you know, we're going to get back at you. But I'm getting the sense from some of the comments, not so much from Putin, I don't think he's made too many comments in the last 24 hours about this, uh, but some of his ministers have spoken up on this. And I, I'm getting the sense that they're probably, as you mentioned, so frustrated right now. What they're seemingly looking for here is for, for President Biden to grovel and say, you know, we, we've got to make a deal here, uh, as opposed to simply being accepting and say, okay, let's talk about this. They, they, they've made a stand now, and they want him, I guess, to come to them and on bended knee and say, can we do something here? I think that's fair enough, and uh, uh, we uh, are witnessing that from people that the West had uh, in one way trusted. Uh, trusted. If you look at uh, the foreign minister of Russia, who had been uh, perceived in the West as a highly skilled, uh, a very polished uh, diplomat, he's basically now functioning as a propagandist for Vladimir Putin, he is putting out, uh, you know, the most uh, basic and vile lies. Uh, the former uh, uh, minister and president, Dmitry uh, Medvedev, who again was deemed to be a moderate, has put out the most harsh uh, kind of nationalistic statements. And so uh, Vladimir Putin has surrounded himself with people who have uh, uh, caved in to him, who now are putting uh, forth exactly the kind of uh, demands uh, and distortions uh, that he has. And those who have stood up to Vladimir Putin are in jail. The name that's being mentioned an awful lot, uh, Professor, if in fact there is going to be an exchange, and uh, we, we have to understand, I guess, that there is some, some negotiation that's going on at some level right now, uh, but the name is, is a convicted arms trafficker by the name of Victor Boat. Uh, 
people, if they don't remember the name, if you saw that movie that back in 2005 called Lord of War with Nicolas Cage, it was based basically on this character and some of his, uh, his antics on the international scene. Uh, is, is, is this guy uh, an ally to Putin? Is he somebody that Putin would be interested in? Does he matter to Putin? He probably does because it would be uh, a, a big fish. It would demonstrate that the United States was desperate uh, to get uh, uh, Ms. Uh, 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 Grinder back. It would also, in Putin's eyes, show that he had leverage, he had power, he had the ability to, to humiliate. And uh, if we think only in geopolitical terms about the sentence that was inflicted on uh, Ms. Griner for what would have been uh, at best a minor offense, where she pled guilt in the hope that there would be uh, some some mercy. I mean, let's not forget the sentence is not only nine years, but she was sentenced to a penal colony, which would be uh-huh. uh, extra punishment. She would be isolated somewhere uh, in, uh, in, in Siberia, uh, and she doesn't really speak the language, and uh, she, she would... Uh, undergo uh, not just physical uh, pain, but in a sense, a psychological torture. Um, uh, but it kind of magnifies uh, her supposed offense. So it uh, would, having this kind of sentence, uh, gives Vladimir uh, Putin the chance he believes to use more leverage to say, well, I'm trading someone who is a really horrific criminal for someone House needing to be a criminal, a kind of merchant of death. If there are negotiations going on, and we're hearing varying reports about how uh, extensive they are and, and how successful they're going to be, but if, if we could just uh, postulate for a second, if in fact they are, they're getting down to serious negotiations, as you mentioned, uh, Putin has surrounded himself with a bunch of yes men right now, not necessarily, uh, you know, with with diplomatic uh, credentials, but as long as they're loyal to him. Who in the Putin regime would have to, to, to try to negotiate a deal like this? Well, nominally it would be people from uh, the Justice Department uh, yeah. and from the Foreign Office. Uh, and, uh, uh, of course, in the Foreign Office, it's uh, uh, Mr. Lavrov, but I think ultimately it really would be the security services that would make uh, the decision in this case on on behalf of uh, of uh, Vladimir uh, Putin, because uh, this is something that is going up all the way to Vladimir Putin. He has to sign off ultimately on whatever is negotiated, and uh, you know, to use that cliche, he he wants his pound of flesh. Uh, whatever settlement there is, it will be humiliating for the United States. Uh, the Biden administration will try to portray this as uh, uh, a price that is being paid because uh, the American government cares about American citizens. And that's fair enough in a sense. But at another level, it also shows uh, just the kind of uh, uh, weaknesses that uh, the Biden administration has, that it does not have uh, sufficient uh, sufficient leverage that the sanctions that uh, they have used uh, have not stopped Russia, uh, that the arms that they have sent uh, to Ukraine, and uh, it has been a very slow, slow process. Uh, we are now seeing that uh, 
some of these weapons that uh, are being sent, like the HIMARS, the long-range rockets, can be very effective. The Ukrainians are really adept at using them. So it begs the question, why was this not done months ago when many lives could have been saved? Perhaps uh, some of the advances Russia had made the, in the Donbass could have been stopped. So, again, we talked about it. When the history of this is written, it's uh, highly likely the Biden administration will not come out well. I've got about a minute left, but to that end, I mean, it, if this negotiation is, is, is we're being told, uh, is for the release of Ms. Griner and, and they're offering up, uh, you know, a Victor Bout, uh, I don't, do you get the sense it's, it's going to be a one-to-one deal or, or is, is, is the Russian government, a.k.a. Putin, uh, going to be looking for relief from some of the sanctions or something? In other words, there's, there, there would be a, a paramilitary and uh, political end to this, too. In other words, he's going to want to ask more than just one for one, I would think. I'm, I'm sure that they would like to have some sanction uh, relief, some uh, concessions, uh, uh, perhaps in terms of the movement of grain. Uh, as as well, um, for the Biden administration to make concessions on sanctions, that would be very very difficult because that would be a blow to the image that they try to project. Mm-hmm. That at the very least they want to be strong on on sanctions and continue to be supportive to Ukraine. Uh, it may be that uh, the deal will be more than one individual that they would trade two or three people. There are some other Americans and there are other. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, individuals uh, whom the Russians uh, would like to like to get back, but every time uh, there are these uh, negotiations, formal or informal, or uh, statements made by United States that range from demanding to pleading to have this grinder released, uh, Vladimir Putin likely enjoys this because he views it as a form of power. That exactly to make United States uh, 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 beg in a way uh, for some uh, some uh, uh, some citizens who were unfortunate enough to have made a mistake uh, that Russia could uh, capitalize on. Uh, we'll be watching with great interest over the next couple of days, especially. Professor, uh, always great to get your perspective. Thank you for spending some time with us this morning. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. That's uh, Professor Earl Brown, of course, from uh, University of Toronto. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.